Hey, Darren Daily On Demand community, producer Mariana here. Today, I have a special bonus episode that Darren requested I share with you. It's a timely briefing Darren did live to address the greatest risk businesses face in today's marketplace. We had such fantastic feedback on the briefing that Darren wanted to share it with you here on the podcast as a convenient way to listen on the go. So let's listen in on this special briefing. Welcome to Darren Daily On Demand, your most trusted resource to help you become better every day. Here's your success mentor, Darren Hardy. Hello and welcome everyone. In a recent mastermind discussion with our elite business leader community, the number one worry, concern, and problem that came up, the number one constraint to their ongoing growth and goal attainment this year is being able to find and recruit talent. So if you're here with me and you're anything like our elite leaders, it's likely you are already doing well in your business. You have a great business. You have a great foundation. You just need help growing. To do that, of course, you need more and better talent with expanded skill sets beyond your current team's abilities in order to take you to the next level. Does that sound about right? If so, you are in the right place. This is a global problem right now. My contacts inside McKinsey, Fortune, and Deloitte confirm the number one concern for businesses and CEOs is the labor and skills shortage. This is considered the number one business risk and is expected to be so for at least the next four to eight rolling quarters. Just to add perspective, the risk coming in behind the labor and skills shortage is two, the ongoing pandemic, three, supply chain issues, four, inflation and financial market instability, and five, cybersecurity. So in response to this risk, the labor and skills shortage, companies have tried to just throw money at the problem, boosting raises to existing team members, offering higher salaries and job ads, promoting these wacky perks, and even offering cash incentives for people just to interview. All these measures have failed. Today, I'll explain why and what you'll want to do alternatively. So we're meeting here today so that I can advise and guide you on how this significant business threat can be turned into a great opportunity for you. If handled correctly, I can help you turn what we've heard called the great resignation into your great renaissance. Here today, I'm going to give you the real truth on why workers are leaving companies and what it's going to take really in order to attract and keep the talent that you need to have a thriving enterprise in this new marketplace. You will learn a very counterintuitive position to take to attract, keep, and drive the best and the brightest the workforce has to offer. By the time we are done, you will know exactly how to win recruits and influence A players in this new post-pandemic work culture. A couple of things to know before we get rolling here is, if you are new with me here, and you're coming to this broadcast, it's likely that you attend other broadcasts like this or listen to other voices giving you their take on things. What you will likely run into out there in the wild are many insta-gurus or pretend experts or academics theorizing and pontificating about stuff they've never done themselves or are having to do themselves trying to navigate and lead a significant business through these tumultuous times. I've been an entrepreneur since I was 18 years old. I've started, I've built, and I have either sold or, or turned over a dozen different companies in a dozen different industries. I've started out having no employees to having hundreds of employees. I've had employees in office campuses. I've had them working hybrid, some in the office and 
others remote, and I've had several 100% distributed and virtual employee teams. All three television media companies that I built and my Success Magazine publishing company had physical offices with hundreds of employees in Dallas, Texas, while I lived in San Diego, California and South Beach, Miami. Today, and for the last 12 years, before, during, and after the pandemic, my entire A-team has been 100% virtual and internationally distributed. Oh, and incredibly high-performing. Plus, I've advised thousands of CEOs in this pre, during, and post-pandemic world navigate these choppy waters. So everything that I talk to you about here today is reality-based from actual direct experience, not conjecture, theory, or speculation. So hopefully that's very comforting to you. And if you stick with me here, I'll walk you through the three frameworks that you need to win the recruits that you need to take you and your mission where you want to go. Now, you already know all the data. The media loves to hound and pound us with the labor numbers. The U.S. open job rate is 50% higher than before the pandemic. And 55% of those in jobs are projected to leave those jobs in the next 12 months. And for some industry, that number is as high as 90%. On top of that, Gallup has reported that employees that are still with you, their engagement has dropped significantly. Today, two thirds of employees are deemed unengaged or actively disengaged. Two thirds, two thirds of your 100% payroll is giving you about 10 to 25% of their capacity. These are terrifying realities, no doubt, but I won't let you and your business be prey to these statistics. You can defy the odds and I will show you how. Now, leaders usually have one of two reactions to the employment statistics these days. Either A, that employees are just lazy and entitled these days. They think nobody wants to work anymore, that workers have an unreasonable expectations about what their job should be and the life and happiness that their job should provide them. Or B, that this is just a temporary trend. Many leaders are thinking that workers are just taking advantage of their newfound leverage, both direct and indirect due to the pandemic. But down the road, you know, things will normalize. Wages will rise. Employers might have to adopt new flexible workplace policies. Yes, things will adjust a little, but it won't be existentially different. Both of these assumptions are false and very short-sighted. And it is why most leaders really don't understand what's really going on here and don't know how to respond and why their best efforts aren't working. Look, you can't fix what you don't understand, which is why many leaders are making ineffective moves based on faulty assumptions and bad advice. And these moves that they're making today or not making can cost them their future and the future of their companies, but not you. If A, you understand why employees are leaving, B, take the right action to retain your best and C, Learn to recruit and retain effectively in this new environment. And by seizing this unique moment, you can gain an edge in the race to attract and develop and retain the talent that you need to create a thriving post-pandemic organization. If you follow what I will outline for you here, I will help you turn this great resignation that's going on, which you will learn is really a great reshuffling into your great renaissance. So are you ready? Okay, let's go. So the first thing that I need to explain is why 
why so many business leaders are making the wrong moves, where their faulty assumptions are coming from, and what they don't understand about what's happening. From the totality of those that are alive today, the world of business has seen three distinct generations go through three distinct ages. You'll probably want to jot these down to get these clear in your own mind once and for all. The first is the industrial age. At the turn of the century, jobs were hard and they were scarce. Employees were brutal and abusive. And I'm not just talking mentally or emotionally, but even physically. Andrew Carnegie, the admired steel magnate, infamously had one of his employees taken out back and shot for insubordination without any repercussion. During a labor strike, in fact, Carnegie hired a militia to fire on his workers, shooting 40 and killing nine. His workers were striking because of the brutal 12-hour day, six-day-a-week work week conditions and unlivable wages that he imposed on them. Those vacated job positions filled up fast with scabs, and Carnegie had his mill up and running within a week. Five months without a paycheck and the winter coming, the striking workers couldn't hold out any longer. They were forced to return to their jobs hat in hand. And as further punishment, Carnegie cut their previous crappy pay another 60%, all without repercussion. Seven years later, when 40 men were found murmuring about another strike, Carnegie had them fired on the spot. And so was the way, all the way until the 1930s when the New Deal legislation helped out some. That was the era when the boss was always right. You were to respect authority. Keep your nose clean, be dutiful, and just be grateful that you had a job. This is the era that our grandparents were acculturated in, as well as being born in and living through and or coming out of the Great Depression. The primary drive and desire of a worker during this age was survival. You took a job for subsistence, to fulfill your basic necessities, hopefully enough to put food on the table and some semblance of a roof over your head. And for most families, everybody had to work and had to contribute, starting not soon after one learned to walk, Education was a luxury not afforded by most families. Next was the information age, associated with the development of the transistor in 1947 and lasting through the Great Recession of 2008. This is likely the age that many of you grew up in, have operated in most of your leadership life. Me too. The primary drive and desire of a worker during this 60-year age was prosperity. Workers no longer needed to worry about survival. Our parents and our grandparents took care of that. Oh, and they also won us the Second World War. Now, without survival to have to worry about, we could focus on increasing our standard of living, getting that bigger house and driving that much nicer car, taking those fancy vacations and funding our kids' crazy expensive college educations. Now today, we are living in what we call either the digital age or the social age or the experience age. Call it what you will. The primary drives of and desires of workers today are radically different than the two before them. Why? Because they can be. Workers don't have to worry about survival. Their grandparents took care of that. Workers don't have to worry about abundance. Their parents took care of that. Now, today, workers are afforded the opportunity to desire and expect lifestyle. They can, and they are, making work choices based primarily around the life they want to lead. Values and purpose and freedom and flexibility and even fun 
if you can believe that. Not the money that they need to live on or even the money that they need to live well. The fact is this, with each succeeding generation and the greater our society's prosperity and the more abundant the opportunities afforded by the digital age, the less loyalty workers have to any one employer to the point where, well, there really isn't any loyalty at all. While this is befuddling, frustrating, and maddening to builders and boomers and us Generation Xers, instead, you should congratulate yourself. You did this. It was you and your parents who made these choices possible. While workers today might not be making the choices that you'd make on prioritizing their careers, because you were acculturated during a totally different age and your perspective, drive, and motivations are different, at least now you know why they can and are making different choices and why they are motivated differently than you are and why the gambits that you're using to try to recruit and keep top talent, things like raises and bonuses and incentives and titles and perks, things that might've worked on you, aren't working on workers today. I will tell you what does work here in a second, but at least now you know why your instincts are off sync. It makes better sense now, right? I hope so. But that's not all. It gets worse. We were already living through the digital age. There had already been an extreme skilled worker shortage before the pandemic. But then when everybody experienced a collective shock, an existential threat to our existence, and everybody suddenly came face to face with their mortality, then the global lockdowns forced everybody to shut down, hit the pause button on their treadmill of life. And people finally had some time. They got some distance to contemplate their life and their existence. Hundreds of millions of people simultaneously had what are called pandemic epiphanies. This caused the great reassessment. People have reevaluated their life choices and now are making new career choices around new priorities, reclarified values, and a desired lifestyle. It's important to know this. Workers aren't leaving the workforce. They're just leaving where they were, the working conditions they had before or during the pandemic. And they are changing where they are going to and what they are looking for and what they will not tolerate any longer. So be alerted. Even if they haven't left you yet, I'm telling you, they are thinking about it. That is why this is not the great resignation. It's really the great reshuffle after everybody's great reassessment. In this reshuffle is where many employers will be left behind and left in the lurch and others will gain incredible talent before the music stops, which will position themselves to really thrive as we move forward. Quick adaptation is the key and I will show you how. All right. Now I'm going to give you three frameworks. So be sure that you have your notepad and pen ready. Here's number one, a framework for what top talent is looking for now. The five components of creating a compelling work culture and talent proposal. This is so you can be the one to attract the best and the brightest the workforce has to offer during this great reshuffle. The second framework I'll give you is how to keep your existing top talent before they leave you or get swooned away. I'll give you a counterintuitive approach that I think will surprise you. 
And the third framework is the resources that you'll need to engage and drive your top talent to high performance and ignite this great renaissance in your culture, in your business, and in your life. All right, starting with number one, the five components of creating a compelling work culture and talent proposal. Talent today is looking for the five P's. You're going to want to write these down. The first P is people. A players want to work where other A players work. You see, psychologically, people join gangs or terrorist groups for the same reasons people join the Navy SEALs or the big four companies in Silicon Valley or any other place A players are known to work. Why? Because they want to be part of an elite team. They want to be part of a special community. They want to be associated with and classified with other top level people. They want to experience a sense of belonging with other people who get them and are like them, share their values, their character, and their ambition, and are the kind of people that they aspire to be more like. This is why your best sales tool is showcasing the extraordinary people already part of your team. Now, how to properly market and showcase your team will be in the resource that I will point you to at the end. The second P is purpose. After everybody's pandemic epiphanies, more than ever, people are seeking a sense of purpose in their work. A players want to be part of something bigger, important, something special, meaningful, and rewarding, something that makes a difference, a big positive impact. They want to do something that matters, a chance to do something great with their time, their energy, their life force, and their abilities. Deloitte reports that 76% of workers now prioritize a company's values and purpose when deciding where to work. And Gallup found 78% of millennials, which makes up more than 75% of the entire workforce, by the way, even say that they would take a pay cut to find a job that matches their values. And don't worry, no matter what it is that you do, run a construction company, a commercial janitorial services company, a restaurant syndicate, whatever, I can show you how to connect your team members' values, purpose, and sense of significance to their job role and the goals of your business enterprise. That training will also be in the resource that I will point you to at the end. The third P is path. A players are progress-oriented people. They want to see a clear pathway to a better future, an opportunity to reach higher levels of status, leadership, and achievement, to move from lower opportunity to a higher one. Just like a video game, they want to know clearly what it takes to get to the higher levels in the game. The resource that I will refer to you shows you how to build an ascension plan into your org chart in a way that will ignite an intense drive in your A players to achieve and to excel. Now, the fourth P is personal growth. A players want to feel better about themselves. They want to feel that they're growing and becoming better in every way and everything they do. A players want to be challenged and stimulated, to feel a sense of progression in their personal growth and development, one that is also recognized and rewarded as well. Of course, I can teach you how to build a culture of growth inside your organization and family. More on that later. And the fifth P is paycheck. Now, I want you to notice where compensation falls on the list. Most leaders assume that pay is at the top, particularly as many candidates are leading with compensation demands as they look for other positions. But this is a false front. Sure, money is important. Everybody wants to be able to pay their bills and live a life to which they are accustomed. But it is not the end all for workers today. 
When surveyed, 88% of job seekers said money is not their main motivator. And you already heard that 78% said they'd work for less for the right company and culture. And by the same token, since people, purpose, path, personal growth, and lifestyle is more important to today's worker, understand clearly they are not afraid to quit, regardless of the size of their paycheck, if their employer doesn't meet those other expectations. So to boil this all down even simpler for you, from five words to and five Ps to just one word and one P, that P would be pride. Write that word down. Tattoo it on your wrist if you have to. The key to attracting, keeping, and driving top talent is learning how to get to the heart of their motivation and drive. And that is their pride, their identity, their sense of self, their pursuit for significance. When you ask a kid what they want to do when they grow up, their answers are things like a fireman or astronaut, not I want to make $100,000 a year, meaning we are programmed to want to do something that has identity to it and is deemed valuable by others and society. So the question to solve for is this, how can you make the position that you're hiring for something that they would be proud to tell people about? If you didn't write that down, I suggest that you do. I'll say it again. The question for you to solve for is, how can you make the position that you're hiring for something that they would be proud to tell people about? Again, the resource at the end, I'll walk you through exactly how to do that. Now, let's talk about how to keep your best and brightest before they leave you or get swooned away by overpromising zealots, trying to hoodwink your peeps into believing some Narnia exists on the other side of the fence. And here is where I will give you that surprising counterintuitive approach that I have been talking about. Before we get to that, the first thing to do is, is to have you take a good, hard look in the mirror. The last two years has not only been hard on workers, it's been hard on leaders and business owners as well. Leaders and employers have had their own pandemic epiphanies about the kind of people that they want to work with and what they will and what they won't tolerate any longer as well. Now is a great time for you to reevaluate and maybe even reset everything. Reset your business focus, reset your culture, reset your leadership, and or reset your team. I know I did, and I made my stance very clear to my team as well. To do this, I conducted a special meeting with my team. I started the meeting off by playing It's a New Day by Nina Simone. Nina sings, it's a new dawn, it's a new day, it's a new life for you and me, and I'm feeling good. I'll tell you a little bit about what I told them here in a second. It's the counterintuitive part that I mentioned. But before you introduce the new sheriff who's in town, you need to be sure that you have your house in order first. You need a compelling proposition to offer your existing team and to offer the new top talent that you want to attract to your team. So you need to evaluate, does your culture offer and deliver on the five P's? of what top talent wants. In other words, do you have the culture top talent wants to reshuffle to? You wanna walk yourself through the five Ps. So one, first, people. Evaluate your people. Are the people already on your team? The level of people A player talent aspires to be like and desires to work with. 
If not, that is your first and biggest problem. We'll talk about what to do about that here in a second. Number two is purpose. Does everyone on your team feel a personal sense of significance? Can they see how what they do matters? This is called contribution clarity. This is making sure that everybody from every seat on the bus clearly sees how what they do directly affects the mission achievement of the entire enterprise. They need to be able to see how their work, their deliverables, their KPIs or vital metrics has a direct and important positive impact on people's lives. You see, it's up to you as the leader to connect their sense of purpose and their core human desire for significance to their job role, to the goals of the enterprise and to their contribution. Are you with me here? I can show you how to do that as well. Number three is this. Do you have an ascending career path for everybody on the team clearly laid out? So everybody in your organization can see their bigger, brighter future with you months and years down the line. And then fourth, do you invest in both the professional as well as the personal growth and development of the people on your team? So the promise that I make to anybody who gets the chance to be on our A-team is this. I say, if you stay with this a month, a year, 10 years or longer, on whatever occasion you choose to leave, I want you to be able to say, as you look back, my experience there was the greatest experience of my life. It wasn't just what I did and it wasn't just what I earned. It was what I learned. It was who I became. I promise each new A-team member this, being on our team will be the greatest growth experience of your entire life. We won't just pour into you to help you become a better professional. Here you will grow to become a better spouse, a better parent, friend, and contributor to the community. You wanna be able to make that same promise by making the same investments in your people. And fifth is lifestyle. This is where most leaders and organizations need to make the biggest adjustments. But let me be clear about something upfront. This is not at the sacrifice of performance, hard work, and results. Organizations just need to clean up their chaos and dysfunctions and stop confusing putting in time from achieving goals and the constant rush of activity and the swirl of communications from producing actual bottom line results. Teams under ineffective leaders are forced to make up in brute force and volume, a volume of time, trivial tasks, ineffective meetings, inconsequential projects, and trivial emails and needless information, which just results in overwhelm, stress, and paltry results. It doesn't need to be that way. You might be surprised to learn that incredibly high-performing teams are friction-free and stress-free. Now, they might work intensely, passionately focused, and fully engaged, but effectively, and in bursts, productive jams with clean, clear boundaries of rest, recovery, and revitalization. On our team, it's called work hardy, play hardy. To operate a hyper-growth organization, to grow bigger and bigger, and have you and your team's life and lifestyle become easier and easier, it requires mastering three essential factors. So here's your next framework. You're gonna wanna write these down, okay? The bigger, easier framework are these three things. Number one is people. So after leadership by example, the number one job of the leader is to get the right people in the right seats, doing the right things, the right way, based on the performance ethos and the organization's culture, 
in order to deliver the right results. And often, maybe even more important, removing the wrong people quickly. Once it is discovered that those people are wrong for the culture or the culture is wrong for them. I spend an entire day at our business masterclass, helping you master the recruitment, the vetting, the onboarding, the training, and the performance driving of your A players, and then building the environment that they need to operate at their maximum capability. That is the resource that I promised to point you towards at the end. I'll give you an example. So Robert Huron here uh, runs Huron's Amish Furniture in Okalana, Ohio. He reported, I finally learned how to build my own A-team and created clarity, alignment, and synergy. The result was 300% revenue growth in a single year. Given his business, that's extraordinary growth. You see, if you learn how to get the people part of the equation right, the people will take care of most of the rest. I cannot stress enough how many leaders sacrifice their mission and allow their organizations to devolve and dissolve because they never learn to recruit, lead, and build a growth culture effectively. You can grow a business to a certain point on sheer will, brute force, determination, and maybe even some charisma. But after a certain point, you really need to know what the hell you're doing. You, you need real skills beyond your own to break your plateau and get to the next level, a level that actually makes your life easier and far more grand. Number two are systems. Yeah, sure, your marketing systems, database systems, project management systems, and supply chain and inventory systems, but even more important are your internal meeting rhythms and communication systems. You see, there are too many unnecessary meetings and too many trivial communications, overwhelming the attention and energy and sabotaging and stifling the capabilities of most organizations. Talented teams end up running around in circles all day versus making head down progress on real goals. There is a way to set up your meeting rhythms and communication disciplines that optimizes energy, focus, and extreme productivity. This, along with a properly set up high performance dashboard where every single person on the bus has their success vitals visible where it's reinforcing to them on a single screen view. With those systems in place, now your people are just free to fly, to work hardy, produce huge results, and still have the time, energy, and space to play hardy. Live a lifestyle of freedom, flexibility, and yes, fun. Jill and Brandon Maxwell here, who run M Culinary Concepts in Phoenix, Arizona, reported back, because we are all now speaking the same language and practicing the same methods, we are at least 30 to 40% more productive as a company. You see, these systems are how our own A-team produces 20 times more per headcount in revenue and positive impact in the world than even the most successful publicly traded tech companies in Silicon Valley. No joke. And our team is 90% comprised of 100% virtual work from home moms. That's the outcome benefit of getting the people and the systems right. I can show you how to put these systems in place and lead your teams to that level of high performance as I have done for thousands of other business leaders before you. Then number three is choices. And this is all on you as the leader. The choices that you make about what opportunities you say yes to and which you say no to. Which products, which projects, which initiatives. You point your people 
those that talented workforce and your resources at and which shiny objects you choose not to chase. Learning to vet and choose which opportunities, which initiatives, campaigns, and projects will provide you and your organization with the greatest leverage is essential. Finding those 1% opportunities, projects, and initiatives can literally and mathematically give you a 4,000 to 1 return. 4,000 hours of output productivity for every one inserted. That's on time, on energy, on resources, and effort. I can show you where those are inside your business. This is another significant reason why our enterprise produces 20 times more than our peer competitors with 10 times fewer people. It is learning how to find and stick to and properly double down on the right leverage points. Okay, once you know that you have a compelling culture set up, and a significant enterprise value proposition to go to the talent marketplace with, one that people would want to be a part of and would be proud to be a part of, now it is time to put your team on notice, declaring boldly and clearly the new dawn, the new day, and the new life for you and for them. Describing who exactly you're looking for, as a member of your team and what will not be tolerated any longer. This is that counterintuitive part that I mentioned. You are going to purposefully look to shake the tree, reset your standards and your culture and scare away the weak. For my team, I wrote out the 10 reasons why being an A-team member might be for you. There were things like, one, you have an obsessive nature, your friends and family don't understand you. Two, you have zero tolerance for mediocrity, whining, or lack of responsibility. Three, you sometimes shock or scare your friends or family with your transparency and candidness. Four, you take 100% responsibility for every outcome in every area of your life, no exceptions. And five, even in victory, you're always striving for better. And then I wrote out five more. Then I wrote out the 10 reasons why being an AT member is not for you. They were things like one, change, progress, and big goals scare you. Two, you don't like ruckus debate, candid feedback, or tough conversations. Three, you need to be motivated, encouraged, and coached. Or four, you lack discipline, self-regulation, and consistency. Five, you're worried and anxious about the future. And then I wrote out five more. Then I explained how we were aggressively going to improve our already great culture and make it even better by radically optimizing for our bigger, easier objective. I explained how we would be able to do the best work of our lives, work that we were proud of, delivering on our three core values of big impact, growth, and excellence and achieve our mission of positively influencing the lives of 1.6 billion people and do it all with more joy, flexibility, and lifestyle freedoms. That is for those we keep and for those who stay and for those we recruit to help take us to the next level. What this 20-minute meeting did was really fire up our true a players, and maybe put one or two on notice. The greatest constraint of an organization is what the leader will tolerate. This new dawn, new day, 
and new life commitment was exactly what my A-team needed to hear to deepen their love and passion for our unique and special culture and their opportunity to be a part of it. So let me review where we are here, okay? I know I have compressed a lot into our short time together. Know that the reshuffle is on. The Monopoly board is now wide open. Now is the time to claim the coveted assets. And the modern workforce has radically different expectations than before of what work means in their life and how it works with their life. The workforce is not going to adapt to you. You need to adapt to it. Top talent is now looking for the five Ps, people, purpose, path, personal growth, and the paycheck that will help them live and afford the lifestyle they desire. Knowing essentially it comes down to pride and a sense of significance. Then in re-evaluating, resetting, or rebuilding your culture, it's learning how to set and abide by the bigger, easier framework of people. You getting the right people in the right seats, doing the right things to deliver the right results bigger and easier. Two, systems, not just technology, but even more importantly, your internal meeting, communication, and workflow mythologies. Then three, choices, focusing the attention and resources on only the most leveraged opportunities to get exponentially greater results with significantly less time and energy expended. And then finally, declaring your new dawn day and life for you and your organization by identifying exactly who you are for and exactly who you are not for. To use in recruiting who you need and scaring away who or what you will no longer tolerate. So you got all that? Now, what I just gave you are all the what frameworks, what to do. If you want the full details of how to execute all those that I shared here all the way through, that takes a lot more time than we have here today. For that resource, you need to get access to our four-day business masterclass. This is where I can teach you the details on how to become the market authority in your space and how to build the world-class team that you need to lead your market. The full recruiting process, where to recruit, how to write your job postings to attract the right candidates in today's market, how to market your positions for a mass volume of responses, and how to use an automated filtering system that vets candidates for you. I'll give you the entire system so you only need to spend time with the very best of candidates that make it through. I give you all the scripts, the very specific questions that you need to ask, exactly how to test assess and maybe analyze the candidates that are coming through, then the proper orientation, the onboarding and the development process to set A players up for high performance. This is a complete step-by-step -step recruiting and onboarding system, one that we've used on our own team and one that is proven to find the very best of who you need for every position on your org chart, and then how to keep them engaged and effectively lead them to maximum performance. Lindo Linkin, principal at loanmarket.com in Australia, reported, my team doubled because I came back and committed to following the process Darren gave us when hiring someone. Now I have an extremely talented staff, which will exponentially grow my business. Even better, now I love going to work. None of this would have happened had I not attended BMC. You see, this addresses your number one problem and risk today and allows you to turn it into your greatest advantage, your great renaissance. This is where the dividing line of competition in today's marketplace exists. 
who can recruit and deploy the best talent. This is where you win or where you lose. If you are with me here right now, I wanna help you win. We curate each of these business masterclasses. So at this point, all you can do is just identify that you want to inquire further. Before admitting you, we just need to know a little bit more about you, your business, and most importantly, the growth goals that you want to accomplish. This is to be sure that this is a good fit for you and that you are a good fit for the rest of the class. You see, we seek unusually driven business leaders who want to make a big and positive impact and are willing to back it up with courageous and consistent action. This will be the first test of that. To validate your seriousness, there is a $250 deposit. If you don't choose to go forward for any reason whatsoever, or we don't choose to go forward with you for any reason, this deposit is fully and immediately refunded. This is simply done to separate out the dreamers from the doers, the talkers from the action takers. This business masterclass is serious training for serious people who are serious about growing their enterprise and making a big impact in their world. We just don't have the time or the capacity to deal with tire kickers and looky-loos. I'm sure that you can appreciate that, especially after what we've been discussing here today. What you gain inside this business masterclass experience, you cannot gain anywhere else in the world. Plus, you get connected to a global business leader community that will forever change your access to any key contacts you ever need from this point forward. It's an illustrious alumni group. Once your deposit is processed, we will then review your inquiry form and we will get back in contact with you. If it's a fit for both of us, then we will give you the access to the rest of the details on the Business Masterclass and how to register. If any of that sounds appealing to you at all, if anything we've discussed here today was valuable to you, take action on this now and submit your inquiry. My producer, Mariana, will put up on the screen a URL that's specific to this broadcast so that you can declare that you want to inquire further. Hey, real quick, Mariana here again. The special private URL Darren is referring to is hardyinvite.com. Okay, let's get back to the briefing. Now, our next business masterclass is the one you're gonna wanna get in. The timing is urgent and critical. Not only will I be walking you through the how of everything that I talked about here today, which by the way, is only one of the four days of the business masterclass. The other three days are focused on how sales and marketing strategies are working today. What the new opportunities are that weren't even available to us two, three years ago to gain an edge, an edge over your competition, to rise above everybody else in your space and become the de facto market authority. You see, there is a huge opportunity to deploy a few strategies that can immediately pop you to the top of your space. You see, all this recent disruption has broken down the competitive defense barriers and it's all now up for grabs. I'll just give you one factor. The frontier of Web 3.0 is expected to, as if not more, be more disruptive than Web 2.0, which gave birth to Google and Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, eBay, and Amazon. The impact that this will have on your ability to reach, interact with, collect, and communicate with your desired target audience will be profound. It will literally reshape client experience and engagement in every business model that exists today. Whether your business is online or offline, 
It doesn't matter whether you have a brick and mortar business or whether you have a virtual business. Just as the internet web 1.0 changed society and every single business, then the social web, which is also known as web 2.0, the communication and connection impact web 3.0 will have will be future altering. Now is the time to understand this new future and how to leverage it. It's basic essence. I'm not talking about crypto and NFT. I'm talking about your ability to collect, communicate with, and congregate your community of loyal advocates. Okay. This will also be the topic for this upcoming business masterclass that's coming up in May. Even for those of you who have been to one of our business masterclasses before, this is one that you're not going to want to miss. So don't procrastinate. Don't put it off any longer. Later, the private URL that I'm giving you access to right now won't be available to you and you will just have missed your entry opportunity. And I'll tell you what, additionally, for those officially inquiring further today, exclusive from the URL that Mariana has hopefully posted by now. Hey, Mariana again, let me give you that private URL one more time. It's hardyinvite.com. Okay, back to Darren. Since we discussed it here today and you now have context for it and to help guide you further in being able to execute on what I have labored here today to help you learn, I will send you the recording of that private meeting that I did with my team. The one where I was declaring the new dawn, new day, and new life for our enterprise. Yes, the one where I was purposely trying to shake the trees, rally our true believers, and scare away the weak as I reset the expectations and standards of our culture and enterprise. Just know that this recording was never meant to be distributed publicly. I think I'm even in a uh, you know, a hoodie uh, as I'm doing the meeting. So you will see it's it's raw. It's uber private to us. I just ask that you do not share it publicly. Okay. It will just be for your reference only. I'm giving it to you as a way to just help you inform you further on what it is that we've talked about and how to ignite that renaissance that you seek in your own organization. So previous to this very moment right now, I only shared this recording with a few of our elite members. And when I did, this is what Shane Williams, the CEO of Vipco emailed me back. He said, the timing for me was absolutely perfect and was exactly what I needed to hear. I believe that one video just paid for the elite membership. And by the way, that elite membership is nearly $100,000. So you can see how helpful this might be to you too. Misty Lowndes, CEO of uh, More Than Just Great Dancing also wrote back, fabulous, all caps, three exclamation marks. That message rocked. I listened to your AT meeting three times already. So helpful. Thank you. And Cheryl Landwehr, the owner of MedStudia, emailed back, oh my gosh, thank you. Even before receiving this, we knew we needed to reset the team, tone, etc., but we're unsure how to do it. Watching this brought tears. Incredible. So I'll send you that recording, and I will also send you our list of 10, who is right for our A team, and who is not right for our A-team as an example, okay? Once again, I think it will fill in a lot of blanks for you, but this will only be given to those who put in an inquiry deposit right now. Why? Because there's no sense in releasing these private communications unless you're serious about gaining access to how to execute on the details delivered in our business masterclass. Even if you choose not to move forward after the deposit, or we choose not to move forward with you for the business masterclass, you can keep the recording resources that I will send you. Okay. So does that help? I hope so. Okay. I'm doing my best here to do all that I can to help you here to be the trusted advisor and the experienced guide that you can always 
count on to help you navigate these dynamic and big opportune times we're in. You see, big changes, big disruptions brings lots of danger, but they also bring big opportunities to those who know how to adapt quickly and skate to where the puck is going, not to where it was. This is what I am here to always help you do. I have access to all the prime movers of global capitalism and those that have their thumb on the heartbeat of the economy. And my commitment to you here is to synthesize the very best of all that information that's out there, distill it down to the most essential of what you need to know, specifically for the small to mid-sized business leader, in order to effectively lead your teams, grow your enterprises so that you can achieve your mission and make your positive impact in our world. Okay, so submit your inquiry for more on that private URL that we've given you. And thank you for joining me. Bye-bye for now. Hey, producer Mariana here again. I hope you enjoyed this bonus episode from Darren addressing some of the toughest challenges business leaders face right now. Okay, during the episode, we gave you a private URL where you can go to submit an inquiry about the business masterclass and get access to a recording of a private meeting done with the A-team declaring a new dawn for our enterprise. Let me give you that exclusive URL one more time. It's hardyinvite.com. Got that? Hardyinvite.com.